0: All right, our beat writer Scott Ritchie spent the weekend at a recruiting event in Indianapolis where he saw a bunch of high school stars. Who are the three kids that Illinois needs to land? DJ Stewart, Adam Miller, and Ryan Kalkbrenner. All right, hear more from Ritchie about his time in Indianapolis. Plus, he'll weigh in on all things Big Ten in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at NewsGazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's morning show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, NewsGazette.com, and search for podcasts. Good morning, Scott Ritchie. Morning, Jim. I'm sorry. I'd like to start the podcast by with an apology. I'm sorry, Scott Ritchie, for doubting your inside knowledge on T.J. Holyfield's commitment plans.
1: Were you the one that said it was 90% that he was going to go to Illinois
0: just yeah. a week ago? Yes, that's why I'm apologizing, Scott.
1: I just thought I'd get the 90% out there again.
0: Um, uh, maybe at the time it was 90%. And then it just flipped on its head. It did. By... Saturday, the young Stephen F. Austin grad transfer picked Texas Tech over Kansas and Illinois, over Illinois, the, the team that's coached by the guy who coached him once already. Yeah. um, That I was assured he was going to attend for his one year. <laughs> As you pointed out in Sunday's News Gazette, there was playing time, there was need, there was familiarity, there was everything. What in the heck happened?
1: Well, maybe there was the one thing that Illinois couldn't guarantee, and not that Texas Tech can either, but they can sell it better, and that's success getting to the NCAA tournament. Uh, the Red Raiders in the last two years have made the Elite Eight and the national championship game under Chris Beard, and Illinois hasn't been to the tourney since twenty what twenty thirteen. That's rough, and they just came off a twelve and twenty one season. TJ Holyfield has one year left, and maybe he didn't want to risk it on the chance that Illinois, maybe as better as they should be, and as lots of people think they will be, might not be
0: as good as he needs them to be. All right, we got a packed podcast this week. Scott Ritchie was in Indianapolis all week. We'll talk uh, recruiting. John Beeline jumped Michigan's ship this morning. We'll talk about his replacement, where Michigan falls in the power pole that Scott will have in Tuesday's News Gazette. But let's start with uh, the pancake breakfast on Saturday at Bromley Hall on okay. the campus of the University of Illinois. The Kiwanis Club has been for years put on the pancake breakfast. Sure. For years Lou Hansen has been there as one of the more popular guests. And guess what? He's scheduled to attend this Saturday. So if you're listening to this podcast, you have nothing on your calendar on Saturday morning, go to Bromley Hall, seven bucks, load up your plate, see the legendary coach, and listen to Saturday Sports Line, which will broadcast live from there.
1: That sounds like a plan. You in, Scott?
0: I'll buy, Maybe I'll buy you breakfast, Scott, for being wrong on T.J. Holyfield. I'd like to believe that, that you would buy me it's breakfast. It's going down. Because uh, mm-hmm. it seems like there's been
1: other things that you've promised me, mainly bush light, it just has never, has never happened.
0: Maybe we'll follow up the pancake breakfast with some bush light. Or at the same time. I mean, I'm, I'm not picky. It's, I'm, I'm not sure it's illegal, actually. Hey, it's a great time. See us there. I'm taking Scott Richie. That's final. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to Brownlee Hall on Saturday morning. All right, so John Beeline goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers in a whopper of a Monday morning story. What does that mean to you? Well,
1: it's, that was something to wake up to because I uh, didn't necessarily expect John Beeline to leave Michigan, and or at least for him to leave Michigan and go to the NBA, although he did have some interest in the Detroit Pistons job last year before Dwayne Casey got it you uh, eventually turned it down, but maybe there's something about a five-year deal for however much money he's going to get mm-hmm. with the Cavs that that triggers something with Beeline. Or maybe he likes the idea of a challenge because it's going to be a challenge. Cause I was trying to think of who was actually on the, the Cavaliers roster this morning, and I got you know Colin Sexton and Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, and then I couldn't right. think of another Cav. So I looked at the roster, and here's the reason John Bline is going to coach the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Nick Stauskas is on the team. His seventy eighth NBA team <laughs> since leaving Michigan.
1: Well, uh, at least third this year because he was <laughs> traded twice. Um, but uh, so there you go. That's all the reason that John Bline needed. But uh, we interesting to see how he does because mm-hmm. it's been a mixed bag, you know, of college coaches that have gone to the NBA. Um,
0: why not you though?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. There's, I, I think the headaches
0: of college basketball, especially you know, for, for Beeline, who is,
1: I think, universally known as like a guy that recruits clean and does it the right way, and maybe he's just was fed Bad up, up yeah. like. and also a five year deal worth a bunch of right. money, and he's getting towards the end of his coaching career anyway.
0: You look Get at a it. Shot. Who does Michigan hire? Good question. Um, That's why I'm asking it. Yeah, thank you for the compliment on the question. Just letting you know,
1: but uh, it's an important hire because Michigan is set up to win. So either I mean, there's two two paths they can take. Three paths maybe. One is they stay in house. Uh, Maybe promote Luke Yaklich seems uh, to be the he was the defensive mastermind of the last couple teams. Um, Maybe tap into the NBA market. See if Brad Stevens, Billy Donovan has mm-hmm. any interest. I sort of assume they'll say no because they've got NBA jobs and yeah. they've both been pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Haven't won a uh you know, Billy Donovan hasn't won a title, and Brad Stevens is, hasn't won one either. So they're still maybe looking for that. Or they're someone in the college ranks and it just you know, upsets the apple cart in May and sets the carousel moving again because they hire a college coach now and then that job's going to be open and then another job will be open and eventually it'll trickle down to some poor you know, mid-major that loses its head coach to somebody that lost its head coach to somebody that lost its head coach to Michigan and they have to promote an assistant or
0: something. All right. How does this impact your power poll that uh, you will publish on Tuesday in the Big Ten?
1: I still think Michigan will be pretty good. They're going to return yeah. Xavier Simpson, John Teske, Isaiah Levers. Uh, I mean, obviously they lost all of their wings, but uh, if they can keep their incoming recruits, they got a top 50 guy in Jalen Wilson out of Texas and then another top 100 wing, um, Cole Bajima. I think he's from Washington, state of Washington. Should be okay. Should still be a pretty good team. Um, Who's your number top one? Top four or five. Michigan State. Okay. Cassius Winston. I can I can, I can I can be on the Cassius Winston train for another year, so I will be. Okay.
0: I can't say anything. I've lost the right to complain about Cassius Winston. Because he's pretty good.
1: But, yeah, I, hmm. Michigan top four, top five, easy. I mean, I don't think that – Unless things We're just totally fall apart. List, uh, I think their ceiling is seven and the floor is maybe nine or ten. I got the
0: ceiling three.
1: I mean, maybe that's the – like. They're at the, ceiling. the end of the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season, but
0: right now I'm just telling you.
1: Well, you can also, I have my own ceiling? Yeah, is it ninety percent chance? Wow, went <laughs> <I'm right> there. <laughs> uh, I will continue to go there. It's just, oh, I on paper Illinois should be better. I'm not sure it's there yet, and which kind of we can circle back to the roster for a minute. Yeah, I mean, do it, Scott. They have two open scholarships okay. or three if you. Count the one going to Bernard Kuma, who hasn't signed yet, and uh, the signing period ends on Wednesday. Uh, just a note there. Uh, and I don't know what they do with those open scholarships. Um, they really needed a athletic four like TJ Holyfield, and I can't say that there's one out there right now. Um, they missed out on Olivier Robinson-Kuma, a 2019 forward, who they had on campus for a visit uh, who committed to Tennessee. Um, there's, I don't know, a chance that maybe Addison Patterson, uh, who I saw this weekend in Indy could reclassify. And he's, you know, discussed that and is going to play out the string, uh, in the EYBL through, through July before he makes any decision. Um, he said that Oregon, USC, and Illinois are the three teams that are really after him a lot right now. When I asked him you know, what class those schools were recruiting him in, he uh, said Oregon is recruiting him in the 2019 class in addition to 2020. But he said that USC and Illinois, this is what he told me, we're only recruiting him as a 2020 prospect. Mm. Now that could change. Sure. And having an open scholarship or two or three in July – could change Illinois' take on that, but he's not really a four. Um, he can really he could probably play one through three. He's six six, pretty you know, pretty athletic wing. But I don't know. I mean, it would be a, a stretch, I think, to think that he could play the four right now. Because I don't think he, I don't think he is. But I mean, that's an option. But there's just not a lot of options. And I know that um, Isaiah Moss people, have, you know. Talking right. about him being an option as a, a shooter. Uh told twenty four seven sports that well, his dad did at least that he's not gonna stay in the Big Ten as a grad transfer. He's branching out from the conference. So that's smart move on his part. Yeah, I mean just don't want to infuriate the Iowa fan base, I guess. Or Fran McCaffrey in particular.
0: Now he's the guy I'm afraid of. I mean there's And I'm not even a ref.
1: There's one college coach that has a Essentially, a meme on Twitter that (laughs) tracks how angry he is—you know, the the Francon uh, Uh, meter—that's to take on the Defcon meter. Um, So yeah, but it's so that's off the books. I don't know what Illinois does with these open scholarships. Maybe it's a sit and play transfer, and I'm going to put this out there. I don't know how fans will react, but maybe it's a good thing Illinois only has ten scholarship players signed right now, because that would. Maybe force Brad Underwood's hand to shorten his rotation, which I'm not totally against because shorter rotation means more minutes for your best players, and I think that's an okay thing.
0: Wait, I just got a text from B. Underwood. It says, I don't care what Scott Ritchie thinks.
1: That's factual, even if the text <laughs> wasn't. <weird>. It just <laughs> came in. Boy, he's. Yeah, he bug in the, the studio. Uh, no, I, and I know he doesn't care what I think. A lot of people don't care what I think, but it's just playing Trent Frazier. I would assume with George Pichon, Kofi, Coburn, Andres release more is okay, but they still don't have anybody to guard the Lamar Stevens of the world, unless Tevian Jones just has a terrific summer, which he could, but he's not really a four
0: either. So much to talk about. We need a longer podcast. I watched two game sevens yesterday, and I, I'm a I would go with that theory of coaching: play your best players a lot more than they normally do.
1: Yeah, and I mean that especially happens in the, the playoffs because right. there's no tomorrow right. necessarily. But uh, good it. day for the the Trailblazers and Myers Leonard. He
0: had a dunk. He had a lot of fouls in the time I saw him play.
1: He's playing in the Western Conference Finals.
0: Yes. And playing a lot more... Seems cause... to be well-liked by his teammates. Yeah, That's celebrated with a Coors Light. I saw that on Twitter. In fact, if you watch the very end of this game, which I did with Sam Rosso, Myers Leonard ran on the court with like a second left in the game and could have been teed up. <laughs> <laughs> it was... This, he ran started celebrating too early. He, he, was, he was thinking about that Coors Light he was going to have in the I think Evan Turner the got the room. final rebound, and he... Ran way too far out, way too soon. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't get teed up. Yeah, I
1: missed that. That's Check that's that out.
0: Google it. Yeah. See how he escaped the and wrath then, of the NBA referees.
1: Great finish for the Raptors, oh, Kawhi man, Leonard. I mean, that crazy. was a crazy shot.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we're here to talk college basketball. In this uh, case, high school basketball. All right. Because Scott Ritchie spent the weekend... Uh, in Indianapolis, suburban Indianapolis. Westfield. Westfield. I got a whole bunch of questions for you. Okay. All right. How's LeBron doing? Yeah,
1: I think he needed something to do, and maybe that's something that will still be in the playoffs because he was there to watch his son, uh, Bronny, LeBron James mm-hmm. Jr., play. Um, he's just a dad. He's not on the coaching staff. He coached the team. He was on the court sometimes, coaching the team. Paul well, Myers Leonard, <laughs> yeah, but m- more often, <laughs> uh, but just a dad, just a dad. But okay. he's he went all in on being that dad on Saturday. I mean, nothing bad, but he was very excited about everything that his son and his son's team did. That that was, um, it was a fifteen and under game. Had the biggest crowd of the weekend, uh, partly because of Bronny and, and LeBron, but. The team that Brownies played has the top twenty twenty two prospect in the country, uh e. Bates. He's from Michigan, and stuff I've read about him, like with the NBA likely getting rid of the their age rule, he'll be the first of the next batch mm. of none and done, straight to the pros players. He's already like six eight or something, and he just finished his freshman year of high school.
0: State so champion in Michigan, I do believe. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, that was quite the game. I didn't really watch much of it. I had I was tracking other games that are more important to our listeners. And I was Bronny? Our readers. Pretty good player? Yeah, uh, he's, he's not even in high school yet. He just finished his eighth grade year, but he's not as big as his dad, but good player. Good shooter. Okay. It'll be interesting to see what happens you know, with him as he gets into high school and... Maybe, you know, starts getting some recruiting interest. Or if he's going to be that good, perhaps, and
0: do what his dad did. Scott Ritchie not only writes and is on radio, he takes pictures. If you picked up your Sunday News Gazette, there is a picture of that game, of Bronny James's game, with the credit going to one Scott Ritchie. I do occasionally take a photo. Yeah. Um, Let's talk Griffin's. Couple weeks ago, we had a podcast. It's good to be a Griffin. Yep, it still is good to be a Griffin. Is still what good I to be a Griffin. Yeah, um, tell me about that.
1: AJ, uh, Adrian Griffin Jr., Allen's younger brother, uh, made his debut on the UIBL this weekend because he didn't play in Atlanta at the end of April and uh, played really well. Plays for PSA Cardinals, it was a team out in New York. They went four and zero. He averaged twenty points, uh, three rebounds, and shots. Uh, really poorly at the free throw line, but everywhere else was terrific. 58% from the field. And he shot 63% from three point range on a a decent amount of attempts too. it wasn't like he shot four times. Like, so it was a good weekend for him and proved why he's a top 10 prospect in the 2021 class. And why Illinois should keep recruiting the Griffin family. He's going to, AJ is going to have a bunch of offers, more than Allen, I would imagine, uh, a higher profile than Allen at this point. So that would be interesting to see if Illinois, who's been in early in his recruitment and you know, has his brother on the team, how they'll do. But uh, definitely a player I'd go after. And he's grown a little bit in the last year, and he's six now and with kind of point guard skills. Doesn't play much of the point, at least for uh, PSA Cardinals because they've got other talented players, including Jamal Mashburn Jr. saw his dad there, yeah. uh, NBA All Star, of the same name. Uh, but I would be recruiting Adrian Griffin Jr. very heavily. All right, give me some other players that caught your eye. Um, we'll, we'll start with the newest offer in the 2020 class, Jalen Williams. It's uh, a four-star forward out of Fort Smith, Arkansas, uh, top 100 recruit. Um, had a double-double in his first three games in the weekend and just was one rebound short in the fourth game. But he's a good scorer on the block, obviously a good rebounder, and showed a little bit of an ability to stretch the floor. He's about 6'9". I mean, already a pretty good size. But if he could do more of that, and I talked with him yesterday actually, and he said that that's what he's working on now is to continue to show that he can do more than just rebound and play you know, around the basket. So we actually to see what becomes of him. Um, Ryan Kalkbrenner, plays for Mackerman Fire, uh, out of Trinity Catholic in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously had a huge weekend in Atlanta in April. Uh, blocked a lot of shots, pulled down a lot of rebounds. Mm-hmm. Did many of those
0: same things uh, again uh, in Indy. You're not lying to me because you know my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I've given you my thoughts on him. You're being truthful with your diagnosis yeah. that he can actually play. He can play. And he just
1: needs to be more assertive and uh, on the offensive end. And like he's not the number one option on that team by any stretch of the imagination. So his points come on putbacks. But he had 16 rebounds on Friday night in their first game. And he blocked more shots this weekend than he did in Atlanta. And like, if he didn't block it, he altered it. And... What has Illinois needed for, I don't know, ever, is a rim protector. And he can do it. That's I mean, Mackerman Fire's got a loaded team. I mean, Adam Miller had a good weekend. Um, Mike Foster Jr. out of Milwaukee is really talented. He's a 2021 prospect. Already a big guy. Um, 6'8", 6'9". Uh, they have him at 6'10", which is probably a stretch, but He's physical and then comfortable bringing the ball up the court in transition. Got good handles for, you know, a young big guy. Um, and then Marcus Watson continued to kind of break out. Uh, just had crazy assist numbers, um, 29 assists in their final two games, leads the EYBL still, and just had a ridiculous stat line in Mackerman Fires' win against U Play Canada on Saturday night. Six points, seven steals, 12 rebounds, and 19 assists, which is just – kind of bonkers So I I watched a lot of Mackerman Fire and I watched a lot of Mean Streets and DJ Stewart who had just a huge weekend um, averaged 31 points 5.5 rebounds 3 assists 2 steals didn't shoot the 3 great for the weekend as a whole but he is a a lights out shooter only missed 2 free throws out of 25 shot really well from the field hit a game winner on Sunday morning and a really big double overtime win for Mean Streets and He's electric. Like and Illinois is his recruitment really hasn't taken off like huge, but Illinois was in early and I think that could help them with you know, especially, you know, it's an in state guy like that can play at this level. So
0: DJ Stewart I'm intrigued by. Yeah, he's
1: I mean he can score at all three levels. Um he's a quick shooter. Is still kind of maybe figuring out out of balance, you know, the point guard half of being a combo guard. But, uh, and that's a little tougher because, you know, he's not the the only point guard on the Mean Street roster. He doesn't, and he's not the only point guard for Whitney Young. Yeah, he plays with Tyler Beard uh, there. So the ball in his hand, though, he's a weapon. And lots of guards were good. Um, R.J. Davis, who's A.J. Griffin's teammate at Archbishop Stepanak in New York, not on the UIBL circuit, though they play for separate New York teams. Um, He had a great weekend. Um, Not as big as some of the other guards that Illinois is recruiting, but really strong finisher at the rim. Good shooter. Um, Really, you know, can pressure the ball defensively, which fits to what Illinois wants in its guards. Caleb Love out of CBC in St. Louis had a good weekend, I thought. Um... Jabri Abdurrahim started off slow because I think everyone remembered that he dropped two 40 point games in Atlanta and they were guarding him more and harder. And then bounced back, had uh third game, had 29 and 12. And then yesterday morning, he had 40 and 15. So he's still good. Just It was a lot of talent. No coaches, though. No coaches. How was that? You're all right you? I mean, it was different. Okay. Because. I mean, part of I said this you know last week. Part of my enjoyment was coach watching, but it also freed up some space to move around a little bit because with the coaches there plus fans, that place got crowded. I mean, like you could barely walk around. Which, when you're trying to hit seven games and like one set of eight, you need to be a little mobile. And I did a lot of walking around in circles, hitting you know, as many games as I could.
0: Okay. Tough question. Like in a hockey game, they get a match, they give you 3 stars. I need 3 players. Just 3. Okay. That Illinois needs to land from Indianapolis. Okay. Um one I think DJ Stewart. Usually in hockey, they go the other way. They go from 3 to the oh, big do one. Okay. You messed it up.
1: Well, here's a sneak peek into my life as a sports fan. I don't watch any hockey. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, well, three... Uh, we'll, well, you get, already
0: gave it away. Just stick with one. Fine.
1: Uh, and I wasn't even ranking them necessarily, but DJ Stewart. And I think you push for Adam Miller, too. Get them both. They can play next to each other. Well he needed a big guy in the 2020 class, I kind of like Jalen Williams. I'm not s-old. There might be someone else to
0: come up. It's a little... Little iffy there, but Ryan Calhounner would also be. A... Well, now you gave me four. You can't do that. You well, got to give me three. Here's the thing: I don't watch hockey. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. They they tied stars for the, the third game. star, <laughs> or first star. I don't know. Cheating the system. <laughs> Scott Rich is what you're doing. Yeah. Well, hockey's beyond me. <sighs> all right. Um, what's next for all these guys next weekend?
1: Um, you know I'm. Let me look at the schedule. They've got one more, just regular session before Peach Jam in July, which is the big one, the big one. Um, so they're headed next to Dallas. Uh, it's not this weekend, but it's the week after.
0: Okay, good stuff. Enjoyed it all. Uh, if you have questions for Scott Richie, hit him up. Ilana HQ weekly chat, twelve thirty p.m. Wednesday. I got a couple more things you need to touch on for me. Okay. Let's start with Tim Finky going to right state former Champion Central star, once a top, what, 50 recruit?
1: Yeah, top 75 at one point.
0: That's a good good spot for him?
1: Sure. I mean, he thinks it is, I guess, which is the the big deal because it seemed like Grand Canyon was a good fit, but mm-hmm. then it wasn't in, in terms of style of play and what have you. But when I talked with him after he decided to leave Grand Canyon, he said that that was the – the main focus and what what he would, you know, base his next decision on. Apparently, that's at right right state with uh, Scott
0: Nagy. Lost in the conference championship game last year, even as the one seed, right?
1: Yeah, I mean they've been kind of. good in the Horizon. So,
0: all right, so he sits out a year,
1: and they'll play three.
0: Saw Sean Haupt, Danville star, preferred walk on to Bradley. Yeah, I mean that's
1: good, good for him. I mean. Was the, I think, what, shared Big 12 Player of the Year right. honors this past season. So, interesting to see what uh, what becomes of his new D1 career.
0: You had a conversation with Orlando Antigua, the Illinois assistant. Interesting column in Sunday's News Gazette. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, well, he I asked him about something that I have struggled with on the podcast. Is can you play Georgie and Kofi together? And Illinois plans to. Like, they're going to spend the summer figure out how to do that. And at this point they have to, because they don't have any other like guys that can play the four necessarily. Uh, I mean, Kipper Nichols could, but (laughs) I get questions on Twitter and chat and emails. Like people like want to run Kipper Nichols off apparently, but Hmm. he could play the four if, and when he's good, he's good. Just not that consistently. But anyway, back to Georgie and Kofi, like, Illinois, this is something, said they didn't ask Georgie to be a shooter this past year. They needed him around the basket. And, I mean, I could see the potential for Georgie as a shooter. He's just got to you know make more than, I think, 16% of his threes, obviously, to make that lineup work with him and Kofi. So we'll see what they can do this summer. I mean, that's going to, starting uh, next month when Kofi arrives, I mean, that's going to be the the focus, I think you like Orlando Antigua. Yeah, I mean I like all the assistants and Brad Underwood.
0: So despite the nasty text that I just received minutes ago.
1: Yeah, well he'd probably say that to my face too. Cuz and he's pretty clear of the things he doesn't like, like or or takes no interest in, like recruiting rankings or stars. He's mentioned that more than once. So my ideas about his rotation He's also quick to point out that it doesn't matter who starts. That's another thing that he would like to rid, I think, of any question asked about him was lineup and rotation. So not surprised you got that fake text from Bat Underwood.
0: Anything else, Scott, on the basketball front that you're dying to get out there?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's just it's going to be another interesting summer for Illinois. And how they fill out this roster will, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know if they know because the, there aren't a lot of options left. I have at least guys that could play at this level. There's a bunch of transfers still available, but a lot of the 700-plus transfers on the transfer market are, are there for a reason. They didn't play much at their old school, and that was also for a reason.
0: All right. Look forward to that uh, Big Ten Power Poll. Look forward to your chat on Wednesday. Look forward to your college basketball page next week.
1: Yeah, and then I think throughout this week, just more of my coverage from Westfield have a bunch of different stories coming.
0: Excellent stuff, Scott. Uh, We will chat with you next week.